first day of the month. New things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Isaiah 42, verse 9. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 2. On the first day of each month, we look ahead, recalling the many opportunities God gives us to start afresh and to begin new ventures in discipleship. Jesus told his followers to take up the cross daily. Contrary to common belief, the cross is not some burden or challenge in life that we cannot escape or simply must endure, such as chronic disease or being unable to find work. Rather, the cross is something we can evade, but we nevertheless take it up willingly, even amid misgivings. In Gethsemane, Jesus reluctantly yet willingly accepted the cross that was presented to him. Thus, he defined his own instruction and set the pattern for discipleship. As a new month begins, ask yourself, am I willing, indeed eager, to see God at work in new ways in my life? Will I work to identify God's newness, particularly when it does not seem evident to me? Am I determined to trust in God's ways, even if I am apprehensive about what they hold in store? Will I seek in all things to give thanks to God? Opening Prayer In the beginning, O Lord, you created heaven and earth. You have promised to bring forth a new heaven and a new earth. Grant, therefore, to all of your people a firm conviction of your goodness and a zeal to participate fully in whatever you intend for us, that we may be effective witnesses to the world in both word and deed, a people who steadfastly proclaim your love through Christ our risen Savior. Amen. Psalm 8 God, brilliant Lord, yours is a household name. Nursing infants gurgle choruses about you. Toddlers shout the songs that drown out enemy talk and silence atheist babble. I look up at your maker of skies, dark and enormous, your handmade sky jewelry, moon and stars mounted in their settings. Then I look at my micro self and wonder, why do you bother with us? Why take a second look our way? Yet we've so narrowly missed being gods, bright with Eden's dawn light. You put us in charge of your handcrafted world, repeated to us your Genesis charge, made us lords of sheep and cattle, even animals out in the wild, birds flying and fish swimming, whales singing in the ocean deeps. God, brilliant Lord, your name echoes around the world. From the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37 verses 21 through 28. Behold, I'll take the sons of Israel from among the nations where they have gone, and I'll gather them from every side and bring them into their own land, and I'll make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel, and one king will be king for all of them, and they will no longer be two nations, and no longer be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols, or with their detestable things, or with any of their transgressions. But I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned, and will cleanse them, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them, and they will have all I have one shepherd, and they will walk in my ordinances and keep my statutes and observe them. 
They will live on the land that I gave to Jacob, my servant, in which your fathers lived, and they will live on it, they and their sons and their sons' sons, forever. And David, my servant, will be their prince forever. I'll make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant with them, and I'll place them and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in their midst forever. My dwelling place also will be with them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And the nations will know that I am the Lord who sanctifies Israel, when my sanctuary is in their midst forever. From 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 through 29. Children, it is the last hour, and just you have heard that Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out, so that it would be shown that they were all are not of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. And if what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. This is the promise which he himself made to us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just it it has taught you, you abide in him. Now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also who practice righteousness is born of him. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 16 through 23. Behold, I'll send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say, for it will be given you in that hour what you are to say, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. But whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not finish going to the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. This is the reading of the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thursday's prayer. God, your glory calls your people to adoration daily. Guide and inspire all who plan and who will take leadership in the worship of our congregation when again we gather in prayer on the Lord's Day. To musicians, lectors, preachers, and all others, give a full measure of your Holy Spirit that they may glorify not themselves but you. 
Prepare my heart and the hearts of all your people to receive their ministries with joy and gratitude to you, and extravagant generosity toward others. This we pray through Christ the Risen One. Amen. A prayer by Derek Jackson from the Methodist Handbook of Prayer 2021. Loving God, when all seems dark and drear, help us to feel you near. Open our eyes to see that your love has set us free and give us grace to pray for others every day. May we share around the hope that we have found and may your radiant light dispel the darkest night. Amen. full version of the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen.